There's just two of us. So far. No, we're the early birds. We're going to catch a worm. Well, it's seven now. I know. People, I've been noticing people are showing up uh, later and later. How are you? I'm all right. How about you? I'm good. Good. Hi, Deb. Hi, Laurel and Carol. I'm I'm getting situated, so I'll, I'll be back in a sec. Okay. <laughs> all righty. Situate away. Oh, there's our Paula. Hi, sweetheart. Oh, there's our Lori. Hi, honey. Hi, Lori. How are you, Carol? I'm good. I'm very good. Hi, Cheryl. Hi guys, how's everyone? Hi Carol. Hi, Hi Paula. Good. Hi. Hi. Here we all are. Where we go? We're getting our group together. <laughs> Look at you, Deb. <laughs> I had I had my cat in my lap. I didn't have a pen, and my and my notebook wasn't there, so I was getting situated trying to uh -huh. let my cat stay, but have all my stuff. My cat was in my laps while I was talking to Cheryl because she was just getting all that good energy. <laughs> Thanks. I got to go find my cat. He's outside. <laughs> Maybe there's technical difficulties in Phoenix. Oh, yeah, they're still in Phoenix, right? Yeah. Hi, Franca. Or you're talking, but you're on mute. <laughs> there she goes. There she is. I'll just... Um, I just was wondering if it was a community call, even though she said the word class because it was venerable today. What? That's just class page said there was class. Mm -hmm. It did. I know it. Yeah. Did. I had the same conclusion. So we'll see. Yeah. Right. Hi, everyone. It's Tracy on the phone. Hi, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. So we think there's class. That's what the announcement, that's what the email said. I checked. Mm -hmm. class. Uh, I didn't get an email about tonight. I just went to the class page because all I got was Venerable's thing. Mm. Oh. Hey, Rieko. Mm. 
Speaking of cats. <laughs> I say we all use our intuition and ask Holy Spirit if this is um, a community call or not, or if it's class. And let's see what people come up with. There's your cat, Paula. Yeah. It's so cute. He doesn't like to be held. Hi, hey, Maury River. <laughs> He's like, let me down, put me down. Last night, um, there was the uh, counseling community call. And I went on it because I, I don't usually, you know, I don't often get the chance to do that. So I went on it. Nobody was on for, I guess, 10, 10 minutes or so. And I was holding my dog up to the screen and everything just because it was just me. So I thought, okay, I'm going to just pray for the space. And uh, then I left. Uh, And then about 20 of 8, I think it was, I got a call or a a text saying, are you coming to the community call? And so here I think somebody went on at like 16 after. And by 7.30, I think there were four of us. Lori, you were there, weren't you? Yeah. When did you come on? Hey, Tracy. I don't remember. (laughs) What day are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What day are we talking about? There you go. In the summer, doesn't it feel like you're just kind (laughs) of, where have you been yesterday and where are you going tomorrow? Yeah, that summer for me. (laughs) Um, so the spirit, so this was the counseling community call for yeah, people who are doing, who are counselors? Yes. Okay. Spiritual counseling uh, students, spiritual counseling students. So, and it wound up to be good. And then we all hopped on to the Masterful Living One class uh, afterwards, which was, which was good too. So. What was the class last night, uh, the one, Master Living? Say that again, Laurel. What was uh, last night's uh, Master Living one class about? There's four um, types of listening. There's four types of spiritual people. Do you have it written down, Paula? Intuition. It, uh, clairvoyance, claircognizance, clairsentience, and claire something else. Mm-hmm. Cool. All the Claire's. The Claire's. You're one, and if you're if you feel like you've got the feeling sense, then you're another. And how to trust? Oh, wow! Trust what we so say them again, please. So hang on. I I know Claire cognizance. I think and help me out here, guys. I think that's the knowing. 
Yeah. Clear audience is when you hear your guidance. Yep. Clairvoyance, I believe that's when you see images. Yep. Uh, so what's the other one, guys? Is it clairsentience? Clairsentience is your feeling. You feel it. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer always says she's clairsentient. She feels it. You can speak, go on speaking, but can I speak for a second? Sure. Go ahead. Jennifer got waylaid. She'll be there in about five or ten minutes. Mm, okay. Thanks, Carla. I just want to let you know. She, I told her I'd let you guys know. Thank okay. you. Thanks, Thank you. Carla. Thanks, Carla. Thank you. Thank you, right. Carla. Okay. No problem. Both. Always good to see you, Carla. <laughs> As she disappears. <laughs> yeah. So, so are we, so we have a strength in one of those areas? Apparently yeah. we, we do have a, a, a preferred uh, way that we get our guidance. Um, and I thought it was interesting because she told a story. So if you haven't, if you weren't at the class, go, go back and listen. She told a story and then ask what that you related to most in that story. So, oh, yeah. as an example, she, in the story she told about, I, I can't remember all of the details, but <laughs> um, she went to this island and there were breezes, and I related to that. I felt it's kind of like I could feel the breeze. Mm. You know. And then she mentioned moonlight on the ocean. Yeah. And she went to a restaurant and there was a Greek guitar playing in the background. And food. And, and food. food. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then there was the issue of her luggage, which had disappeared, and her friend kept worrying about it, you know. And so she was interested to find out what we were related to in yeah. the story that she told and whether we saw visions, whether we felt, you know, the energy that she was talking about, whether we had, you know, some kind of intuitive hit from it. It was uh, it was interesting. Mm. You know, and then people talked about the times when they had an intuitive sense of something that turned out to be right. I thought that was good. So people shared stories of that, mm -hmm. uh, how they were guided and then followed the guidance and found out that. Mm. They were right to follow it. Okay. Um, so help me with this, though. Um, and then this is a simple little example, but I was going to Mahjong one day. and We play at our library on Friday mornings. Now that I'm retired, I can go. And they don't have Mahjong sets at the library, so we have to bring our own. And we never know if there's going to be two tables of women three tables. So something told me, take your Mahjong set with you. And I'm new to going. And sure enough, needed the Mahjong set because there were only two Mahjong sets and that there were three tables of women. So somebody would have had to go home and get a set. Is So which one is that? Is that knowing, feeling? What is that? 
How did that awareness come to you, Carol? I was getting ready to go. And it just came to my mind. Take yeah, take your mahjong set with you. So I don't. Um, I'm trying to think which one is that. Did you hear it as a voice, or was it just it just popped into your mind? No, it just yeah. There was no voice. (laughs) No, probably would have been frightened if there was a voice. I don't know. That might be claircognizant. Yeah, either claircognizant. Yeah, I think it's claircognizant. Let's vote. (laughs) Hey. Well, so was that maybe my angel telling me, you know, just bring it. Sure. And it was your knowing, your knowing. Um, If you clearly heard a voice, then it would be Claire. No. Audience. But. Okay. uh, All right. Thank you. And and it did, because sometimes I get confused with Claire, that knowing, Claire cognizance, and then the feeling. Yeah, sentience. Yeah. How yeah, do you, that's how what do you, I was confused about. I, how I do you tell the difference? You I know? know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I'll get chills sometimes. Oh wow! You that's know, great. I'll feel a sense of flow when you know there's a, a spirit energy and I'm speaking from it or uh, being guided by it. Okay. I, I think the clear sentient part, the feeling, might be a little bit like empathy. So when the when the story like Sandy was describing, like you know, oh, just I could feel the breeze and just uh, the and after all the different pieces that she told, what I knew, what I felt was that she was at peace and happy and really enjoying, and she didn't really care about that suitcase. That came from sort of sensing it and then gaining an empathic maybe meaning that was like a knowing. What I knew to be true about Jennifer in that story was that she was going to be fine whether that suitcase showed up or not. And eventually she made that statement, but I knew it from almost the beginning when she was changing her clothes and taking the shower. You could just feel that her, um, her mind was focused elsewhere. And that's clear sentience. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I operate, too. Paula, thank you for sharing what, what you just said, because uh, it reminds me that I wish this would happen more, but I'm grateful for when it does happen, that I will get, um, you know, like pinprick sensations. I can't describe it. Maybe it's wow. like God bumps or something at, at certain times where I really know spirit is there. So maybe for me, that's the clear sentience. Yeah, it's like I, I bet you we've all had that when we've been with a friend and we're talking about something or we're with a client and we're talking about something and we really feel that we hit something, you know. And don't you just get chills when you say something and you know it's true, you know it's, you know, and just get goosebumps. I think I've heard Jennifer say that, too, about getting goosebumps. But anyway. Well, can you pray for goosebumps? Because I'd like to have goosebumps. (laughs) I'm serious. I would like to have an indication. You know what I mean? A, a, A sign or a. 
a feeling or something that indicates, oh, you know, God's talking to me or I'm hearing spirit or I don't know. Well, that's, well, that's, that's what I heard tonight, Carol. Sounds like you listen. That you're just, you just, she said just to take it on, like, like really start listening, start, start knowing that something's there and start trusting. That's what I got last night, that it's there. We okay. have um, more emphasis on one of those four than others, but she said it's, it's available to all of us and each one of those. So that's what I got. Just really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Carol, <laughs> to ask, I mean, yeah. ask your angel to ask Holy Spirit for, right. 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 you know, yeah. show me, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, at, like on the two year old that I cannot mistake it. Um, yeah. yeah, because right. last night your Sandy, you're fading out. Hmm. And hear you, Sandy. I looked about the between this and trust and faith, but I'm just sort of like connecting the dots myself. That this is part of our developing. This is part of our trust and faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and along with that, I would just say to Carol, yeah, I, I'm finding it's really important when I'm developing my trust to, to notice when, um, well, I, I just noticed that you did listen and you did bring your set. Right. So right. you did. Yeah. You did. And, and, right. and notice every single time something like that happens and then be grateful because right. Not like you didn't hear. It sounds like you yeah. knew, you brought it, it worked out, and it went like super smooth. Right, and, right. And you did it. Yep. But one of the interesting things, Carol, that struck me, it was she, um, Jennifer said sometimes she'll get the, well, she knows it's spirit when it comes really quickly to her. And she got the, you will, to move, I guess she was asking where, where should I go next? And she got, I think, was it the island of Kauai? Something Kauai. where she didn't want to go there, <laughs> but she listened. Hi, Jennifer. Hey there. Sorry, I I goofed. <laughs> okay. But we yeah. were just all talking about you. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Should I keep that conversation as part of the recording or <laughs> yeah. class? It was about last night. It Definitely, yeah. Teaching okay. last night. All right. And and you all prayed in, right? No. 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 Oh. Okay. <laughs> we were just gabbing. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh let's start with a prayer. Oh, so grateful, so thankful for the love of God shining in our mind. So grateful and so thankful that we're already perfect, already whole, already complete, already God's favorite. We are grateful and thankful to join together for the purpose of partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, for the purpose of our healing, our expansion, our clarity, our freedom. 
we are truly grateful and truly thankful that we can let go of the past, that we can choose to have a new experience of our wholeness and our completeness. We are grateful and thankful to join together in love to remember our loving nature. In gratitude, we let it be. In gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. <sighs> yes. So, uh, again, i just like to uh, apologize for my lateness. There was no clock in the room, and I, I literally lost track of time, so I apologize. And uh, I... What what I feel for us is that last week the conversation was so fruitful about the challenge. And some people had gone through some of the challenge and some people hadn't. And I wonder if uh, people would share a little bit who really – how many of you participated in the five-day challenge in some way? Did the worksheets? Great. Um, I, I would love to collect your uh, learning and anything that really shifted for you as a result of that. I think affirming that and um, having us all acknowledge that would be powerful. So just like to start with that. Did anybody have any breakthroughs, any insights, clarity? Lori? Oops, sorry. Well, I, am I unmuted? Okay. Yes. Uh, I just thought that was just a really great topic. And, you know, to be self-sabotage and to, you know, the combination of the word self-sabotage and self-medication was something that was um, so enlightening to me because even when I reach and I want to go for a soda pop or for a Starbucks coffee, there's some triggers that actually trigger me to do that. So it was really interesting to, I mean, even um, to the point of... Um, just, just knowing that I was in my own way. Um, but, you know, the discussions throughout the week when um, we had breakouts um, and talked about, gosh, I want to bring this up, so I guess I just will. So it was just like um, I'm still doing the Idaho inheritance thing, and it's just really hard on me. And so last week was really a hard week that I wanted to reach for a Valium. Mm -hmm. And it was so nice to have this self-sabotage in the conversation. I'm, I'm not addicted to Valium at all. I may take one once in a blue moon, but it was really interesting, the desire that I wanted to sedate myself so that I could be with myself. Because something that I'm not able to do is I'm not able to be upset about anything that's going on in the trust mm -hmm. because I want to be the good girl. 
And so last week when I wanted to be upset and I couldn't control some of my emotions, that's what I wanted to reach for. But being in the conversation of self-sabotage, I didn't do it. I just, I got to realize, take a deep breath, go for some water, go for a walk, you know, do something that will enhance my life, not try to say, you can't be with life. So you let's sedate yourself to be with this situation. So really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And so you can see that uh, what I hear you telling us, Lori, is that because you had a greater awareness, mm-hmm. because you have more self-love, and because you have a willingness, you made the choice to be present to your feelings. And nothing in life is really out of the control. You know, like, like sometimes I can get um, feeling like I can't control my mind. I can't control my panic attacks or can't control something outside myself and just to realize that it, the power is to just give it up to pray about it to release it is was very powerful for me last week yeah. Mm. now and now today i mean it's really affected it's been a good a good conversation a good subject so thank you for the class yes you are welcome thank you for participating You know, before we go to to somebody else liking to uh, share, I would love to go back to go to Deb, and uh, because Deb, you had a lot of ahas and realizations about this topic last year, and I wonder, and you did talk about it some last year, but I wondered if you just kind of recap your learning of last year and if you had any additional learning did you participate in the challenge deb i i did the worksheets but i didn't do, get to go to the class or or anything like that mm-hmm. um, so so one of the things that i i learned this week was that my self-sabotage with food my self-medication with food has become less so this journey this week made me look at other ways that I seek comfort for myself Mm. um but Monday of last week because Monday was the day I got back I didn't know about this course that you were doing and I sabotaged myself with food on Monday of last week ah and I was like whoa and now here's tuesday jennifer's talking about self-sabotage and i but but what was interesting for me is you know before we even had class or i knew this that you had that i was able to pull myself from a place that a year ago or two years ago would have been what i would have called the slippery slope and i would have been gone for months and in one day i i loved myself enough to pull myself out of that and then you had this topic which just felt like support to me like an answer from the holy spirit that you know here here deb here's a here's some help for for what you're doing and and i was just so willing um but what i did because i had stopped some of my practices of 
um, that I had shared with you guys of saying I love you to myself. And so Tuesday morning, that is, that is where I went back to that, honestly saying I love you, I love you, I love you to myself to get to this. It, it, it was a different feeling like knowing, knowing I did not want to self-sabotage anymore. And um, I don't know if I'm answering your question very well, Jennifer. What would you like me to go over again? <laughs> no, I, I feel like you are answering the question well. And what I would add to it is I remember last year that you said you started to uh, notice that you were less interested in self-medication and that you would ask yourself questions when you did feel like self-medicating. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so when I self-medicated on Monday last week, I, I was aware, I was honestly talking to myself while I was doing it, and I was not listening to myself. Mm. I, but, I, but the conversation was still happening, and, and, and I was... So maybe I was like talking to Holy Spirit and I was really like, I don't care. I just want to eat this. I'm not going to say because it might be a trigger. It's totally a trigger for me if I say it. Um, so then, then after I finished eating, I remembered my practice to say, okay, do you actually feel better now? So I guess Monday night I started to feel myself because Monday night I said, all right, you did that. Do you feel better at this point? Was was it worth it? Has it? And and I knew the answer was no. So that was at that point when I said, okay, tomorrow's a new day. Talk to yourself. And and yes. So I asked. My, I I become aware of my thoughts that say, um, from whatever trigger it may be. I, I at least have this space between just going and eating something. And for me, it was actually driving to the store to buy this because I didn't have this thing in my house. So when I have that space and I say, well, is that really going to make you feel better? That's what I ask myself. And, mm. and then I know that this, this, like I have, I have really good memory of how I felt last Monday night. Oh yeah. No. I don't, it doesn't feel better. Okay, so choose something else, meditate, sit with yourself. So, so my practices have gotten bigger and wider, and um, I, I feel the joy. I, I, I spread the love, hold myself in love, and, and I guess maybe outward thinking, hold, hold, other people in love helps lift me up too, and those are the things I do now. And how, how, what are the effects that you notice in your life because of it? Okay. Well, besides the obvious physical effects, which are now to almost 55 pounds lost, um, I I just have so many more 
better relationships and and this place I, I think the space when I'm loving myself the space to give me the awareness of thoughts of judgment or the space to allow other people to be who they are is, is the same space so that I can have that moment of time to like okay let that let this be what it's going to be almost like what's coming to me is this isn't going to hurt whatever it is they might say to you it's not going to hurt let it be and and my life has changed right my life has changed my relationship with my kids is just fabulous like so different I, I, and I, I, I really feel connected. I feel connected to people in this group. I feel like friends. I, I, it's, it's a new feeling for me. I'm in a different place. A, a difficult to describe different place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to share with all of us, what, what is the, the focal point for you that has made such a difference in your life, what would that be? Okay. Um, number one is, is the watching my thoughts. Number two is, that's coming up for me is my self-judgment thoughts, especially. And Jennifer, you helped me so much this year when you were talking about releasing guilt. So, I, those two things are loving myself, right? Looking at my self-judgment, releasing the guilt, and realizing, oh, I take responsibility. Yes, I ate whatever this is, but I'm not going to take on the guilt from that situation. So, so to me, that's how I love myself. Like, watch for my self-judgment and release my guilt. Um, and and. There's, there's a there's a a third thing that I haven't quite worked out yet, but you had touched on it a couple weeks ago. I was listening to it about um, asking Holy Spirit for help, and I don't have to always analyze whatever it is that what I have. I I honestly do not know why I I went on this thing on last Monday, and it doesn't matter. So, and that's kind of like the self-judgment. Like when I would go to analyze it, then I'd be analyzing myself and going deeper and deeper. No, I don't need to know. Oh, oh, those three things. Okay. I hope it helps anyone, everyone. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Thank you, Deb. Thank you. Thank you. We can free ourselves. We are freeing ourselves. It's happening. I know it for each and every one of us. I see it happening. I feel it is happening. The liberation is occurring. Hmm. Would anybody else like to share any insights or ahas from the challenger from what Deb just shared
All right, Dina, and then Sandy. Yeah, I just want to respond to one of the things Deb said. I loved what you said. Thank you so much. But especially the part where you said, I'm just going to let it be. Um, it's not going to hurt whatever they're going to say. This is kind of a new one that's come starting just to come in for me. And I do find that um, freeing. And when I do that, I'm actually, I think this is what you were saying, I actually am able to get closer and more intimate because I'm willing to, um, I guess that's just the fear because it doesn't really happen that way. But because the fear has probably blocked us so many times in the past to just say, let it be, you know, whatever they're going to say, you know, you're stupid, I hate you, whatever, whatever, whatever. I am willing to hear it. And then you don't hear it. And you have that opportunity to put down your defenses and get closer. So, yeah, that's a new one for me. And I'm glad it's worked because that gives me more resolution to do it more. Thank you. Yeah, that kind of self-talk is so powerful. It really is. And it's going to be slightly different for each one of us. But learning to talk to that frightened ego child self and being able to uh, be the, I'm going to sneeze, the, the higher self, comforting, guiding, leading. That is part of I, 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 my spiritual growth to be able to say to myself, you're going to be okay here. You don't need to panic. Um, it, that kind of thing like it, you're talking about, Deb, definitely is one of the healing steps for me. I don't need to do it the way I used to need to do it. Um, but, boy, it was so much a part of of my healing. Yes, indeed. Sandy? Let's, let's see. Am I unmuted? Am I unmuted? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for that challenge. I actually participated in every day. Um, Great. To the highest degree, I guess that I am able to at this point in time. But for that, for that, I was um, very grateful. And. Um, a couple of things that kind of that I remember right now to share. In one of the breakouts, and I don't—I honestly don't remember which day it was. I was sharing um, a voice that I heard very clearly, and this does not happen to me at all. <laughs> so this was the one time I remember it when I was taking a shower, and this was. Several years ago, I was in the shower, and I heard this voice. I've shared this in a couple of different breakouts since then that said, that said very clearly, stop hating yourself. Mm. And it, it was a loving voice. It wasn't, you know, the, the beating myself up voice, but it was a loving voice that said, stop hating yourself. And I realized as I was sharing that, that 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 came in with me, whatever that is, 
it wasn't this lifetime. It was, it was, it came in with me because nothing has happened to me in this lifetime that would lead to that kind of self-hatred. So that, that's kind of, I don't quite know what it means, but it was a realization that at the moment I thought, oh, okay. All right. You know, maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> It's something that's there for healing, but it's not something that I did, you know. It's something I brought in with me. And then the other thing that I remember is I think it was in the last day's worksheet. Um, I, I have to go back for sure. But there was a question after we did all of this. Are you willing? Am I willing? To, to stop this, to change this, to interrupt this. And I don't know if I am. You know, obviously I'm doing things, you know, I'm here, I participated. I don't know that I am really willing because I'm not stopping it. I'm not stopping the self-sabotage, the self-medication. So those were, those are the things that kind of popped up for me right now when you asked to share about uh, the challenge. I am so glad that you shared that, Sandy. So, so glad. Because I can really relate to that and, and to feeling that way in my past. So can anybody else relate to, I don't know if I'm willing, Look how common it is. So interesting. I, I'm so grateful you brought that up. Oh my God. Let's talk about it. That feels super important to me. So let's look at why wouldn't we be willing? Because uh, I remember feeling that way for a very, very long time. So why wouldn't we be willing? So. Why don't you start us off, Sandy, and just say, why do you think you're not yet willing? Well, I think it might be connected with the other thing I shared about this deep self-hatred. Okay. Um, the not, not being worthy, not, you know, not being able to connect with the innocence that there must be something really, 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 really wrong with me. Really bad about me. I don't know. Um, but that's the thing that pops up. Mm-hmm. So, if you were more willing, what... Do you perhaps think you would have to do that you don't feel like you want to do? I'm sorry. I just got a phone call then. So if I were more willing. Uh, what What do you imagine that you would have to do that you re you're not willing to mm. do? To love myself, to be compassionate mm. 
to be in that space like Deb talks about where you're, you know, you're not judging yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean that, yeah. Good. So what's unappealing about that? Hmm. Self-compassion, self-love. Yeah, it's just, it seems, you know how the, I used to have these little toys when I was a kid. They were little dogs with magnets on the bottom. And, and they would either, you know, if you put them one way, they would connect. And if you put them the other way, they would repel. And right. I, when you said that, that's the image that popped in about just repelling. I, I don't know that I understand it. Um, yeah. And thank God for you, and I'm beginning to understand that I don't really have to understand it. <laughs> I don't really have to know where it came from or why it's there. Um, but I do have to be willing to offer it up for healing. Yeah. Back, back to that root cause. So. so you don't even have to be willing to love yourself or be compassionate with yourself. Just be willing to have a healing. Yeah. Makes it a lot easier. Yeah, and and gratefully, sometimes I am. <laughs> yes. Yay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yay, or you never would have participated in the challenge. No. Or Master Palito. Yeah. yeah. You wouldn't have come on the retreat. Lots of things you wouldn't have done. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, so you've got some willingness, and you're cultivating it. I mean, you're coming to class. I see you in class all the time. Yeah. So who can relate to this? Who Who is, okay, Deb, did you want to say something more, Deb? I, I just want to say something to Sandy because – she was my very first prayer partner a year ago, and before this <laughs> moment even happened right now, I I see a shift in you, and I just want you to know it's Aww. beautiful. I love you. Awesome. <laughs> really good. But but on Monday night, I just want like my I was not willing on Monday night or Monday when I I was not willing. I was like having a, a Tempered tantrum, like stamp my, I don't care, I'm eating this thing, you know, like, and I felt that not willingness that Sandy's talking about in that moment, like, not willing. And I don't know if, for me, it was like, like my, like my ego thoughts coming up and, and I, I wasn't strong in the moment or whatever, but, but it, it was actually helpful that it happened because then I saw it. But I know this feeling, Sandy. I I know it. I'm with you. I'm not yeah. willing to. And I did what you're talking. I to me, I relate so much to both of you. So I I feel like I felt like Sandy did for a long time, and I did what you did on Monday, Deb. Even though I don't know exactly what you did, <laughs> I I used to just say, "This is the best I can do right now." This is the best I can do, and I'm just not going to judge myself for it. I'm not going to mm. attack myself. I'm not going to add insult to injury. 
I'm just going to stick to injury. <laughs> I'll just tell you, it started with O and it ended with O. Oreos? Yeah. Yeah. We live and we learn. Rieko? I just want to say thank you to Sandy for sharing that because I felt like I had a lot of breakthroughs last week in the five-day challenge, and I, I felt in such spiritual high. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay. Um, but then over the weekend, the self-medication, especially with food, just came back with a vengeance. Mm. But... Um, it almost felt like so I was sharing during the challenge that I had a conversation with my inner child who wants to self-medicate and had insight that she had a very good reason to do that, that she really thought that if I were to really feel those things and I would completely collapse and that she really needed to protect me by diverting my attention to something else. And and so for for the rest of the week last week, I felt like um, I didn't get as much urge to self-medicate. I felt so grateful to have that insight. I was in my spiritual high. And then over this weekend, when that came back with a vengeance and I kind of like observed myself really like, I'm not even an ice cream person, but I was like, I need ice cream. <laughs> Um, and I've been having like uh, one every day for the past three days. And I think there was like a lot of self-judgment coming up saying like, what happened? I thought I had a breakthrough, right? But I realized today, because I sat with it and meditated, it was like, it was almost like that inner child was like coming back at me and saying, are you sure you love me? Like, are you sure we really love me? Because I'm going to throw this at you. Like, I'm going to. Um, really make sure that you actually do love me and accept me. And and so now as I'm listening to everyone share and talking to Jennifer, I feel like my awareness did shift big time. And even though I appear to have those ups and downs still, I'm grateful to have that awareness to be able to like turn to that inner child and say, I love you instead of judging her. Mm. And, and I don't know why things happen the way they do, but these persistent, um, I don't want to call them issues, maybe challenges, the better word that I seem to have in this lifetime there's a part of me that really just wants them to go away and think that when they do go away, it proves that I'm good enough. But, mm. but what they really are here to teach me is like infinite patience and self-compassion. And isn't that so much better than just thinking for a moment that I'm worthy? Like, instead of like really knowing that I'm that. So... Thank you.
Those are great awarenesses, Rieko. So much, I hear in what you just shared, so much self-love. Truly. For your inner child, which is you. And when when we love ourselves, we we don't need the issue anymore. And sometimes the issue continuing, at least in my experience, it's helping us to really love fully and completely regardless. Just like we would love a child, even if the child had an illness and kept throwing up or kept, you know, just having to be taken to the hospital for asthma or many things that parents deal with. I've known parents that their child cried uh, almost nonstop for years just because some children are really really, really challenging. And the question is, what what's really going on? We're learning to love without conditions. We are learning to love ourselves without conditions. Can I love myself, not in despite this, but just can I love myself without conditions? Can I fully accept myself? I get that so much, really, in my heart, and I'm grateful that I I can do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that really is how I'm feeling that what you just said a few minutes ago about being the loving parent or the higher self and I do so much more of like just noticing what I'm doing and noticing why I'm doing it noticing the thoughts that's driving it and it's like I know I know it's okay Mm -hmm. yeah thank you Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. One of the things that comes to mind is my mother used to self-medicate with food and alcohol and cigarettes, which is what I used to do too. And my dad would more self-medicate with work or exercise. And I used to do those too. (laughs) And, um, but I also saw that my father and my mother, they loved each other. The love was unconditional. It really, really is and was. And that if that's what my mother chose to do, she wanted to stay up late drinking, smoking, eating, reading, escaping the pain of her job. My dad didn't judge her. I never saw him judging her for it. I never saw that, ever. Really, he never criticized her. He never 
complained about that ever. It's pretty miraculous to me. So we can do that for ourselves. And that was one of the things that I know helped me to end that compulsive self-medication was just this, like, so in Deb's situation or yours, Rieka, with the ice cream, just this is what feels good to me right now. And if I'm going to make the choice to do this, I'm not going to judge myself for it. It's just this is the choice that I'm making now. See, and the ego, when I was really identified with the ego, the thought of being with myself like that about self-medication, my ego many years ago would have had an absolute meltdown, a total hissy fit, would have said, you're condoning it. You're condoning it, which just means it's going to continue. No, you have to get in there. You have to attack. You have to say, no, 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 bad, 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 wrong, wrong, wrong. Or the message you're sending is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but it does matter. And so learning to be kind and compassionate with myself, I really started to say, it, it doesn't matter so much. What matters is can I be kind to myself no matter what? And right now, this feels comforting to me. This is what I need. And so out of that love and kindness for myself, then I could move into a place of I don't need to um, get drunk. I can just... Watch TV for three hours, you know, which then I don't feel as guilty. So I just started to it, naturally through releasing the judgment and the attack thoughts, I started to be kinder and kinder and kinder to myself. And the reactive habits where I was reacting to my own self-condemnation, that fell away. Because my ego would do this. It would say, you're bad, 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 bad. You're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. And then my ego would say, you're not the boss of me. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Nobody cares what you think. You're wrong. You're bad. And so my ego was fighting with itself. All the time. And it was insanity was absolute insanity and then I just feel hopeless and helpless so why not drown myself in self-medication I mean it's just who can bear it I got it I got it you know quiet these barking dogs yeah so self-love is what turned it all around for me having self-compassion and self-love that's what turned it all around. Who else would like to share? Laurel? Well, I just wanted to say something on, on the heels of what you're sharing. I don't know if there's a way to measure how much one loves or hates themselves, but I know I hated myself. I 
as much as I think I possibly could have without killing myself. Mm. And what happened to me was I, I had a, a vision one day. I was lying in bed. I was so depressed. And I just saw this vision of myself um, like 20 years in the future. And that if I kept going on that path, that I was going to be physically crippled and emotionally just in agony. And like, I'd have to like live in a nursing home or something like that. I mean, it was such a horrifying picture, but I felt like spirit was showing it to me Mm. in a, in a very, with a very loving intention of this is the path you're on and you can shift it now. Mm. But if you do keep going, this is where it will lead you. And it sure did wake me up. And at that point I, I said to myself, nothing else matters anymore in my life. I have no more goals, only one to love myself. And then since I've been in Masterful Living, loving loving spirit and loving myself becomes the same thing mm. for me. Um, but I don't feel like I'm going back on my, my vow to, to put loving myself first because um, it's changed things a lot by just even making that vow and not having any idea how that would ever happen. Um, because I certainly had been tr- trying, mm-hmm. not that I wasn't unaware of the fact that I hated myself. I was very aware of it, and I was doing all kinds of things to to try to change it, but nothing had really worked. Mm. Um, and then when that, but when I made that vow, I guess spirit knew that I was really now serious. Not that I hadn't been serious, but but that I had not. There was nothing that was important anymore. Nothing mattered. Like, what's life? Who cares what what I have in life if, if yeah. I'm miserable? I mean, so. And then I realized too that if I love myself and I could be happy, I I literally could put up with. I mean, I could accept anything. Mm-hmm circumstance the circumstances of my life didn't matter and that's why I think as much as you know sometimes I get into this thing of I want to be well I want to be in the world I still go that that's not a priority I'm still wanting to love myself more than be out in the world not that they're mutually exclusive but being out in the world, you know, especially studying, you know, Course in Miracles, it's like there's nothing out there that my eyes can see, you know, that I, my senses can hear and feel and touch that even comes close to what, you know, forgiving myself and loving myself and just loving others means. So... So I'm very grateful for that, how that happened yeah, for me and how much my life has changed since I made that vow. Yeah. And, and, and actually I'm not 
I was, I had a very serious eating disorder for a lot of my life. And I think when that, when I started to realize that I wanted to love myself, it, it just fell away. You know, it's like I had no desire to hurt myself that way mm. anymore. Mm. Not that I don't still have issues with food, but not in the way that I did, which was a serious, really life-threatening way, you know, mm. to deal with food. You know, now it's, it's more, yeah, you know, I'm, you know, like what we were talking about this week, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm soothing, trying to soothe or, 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 or avoid something instead mm-hmm. of actively hurt myself, which is what mm-hmm. I was doing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that, Laurel. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Powerful. Yeah. I'm feeling a breakout coming on. And here's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling to share in a breakout in order to cultivate more self-love. What is something that you'd like to let go of? Or you could let go of. But really, let's not do it from a you should let go of place, but more of you'd like to let go of it, or you could, no shoulds. And then what is something that you'd like to begin doing or do more of? So something you can let go of, something you could increase or add. So I really find that if we just bring our awareness to, oh, that I could let go of, oh, that I could add, then we start to just naturally move in that direction. You know, it's expanding our awareness of, oh, that was something I said I could let go of. Maybe I'll, yeah, I don't need to do that now. It becomes less appealing. So it's just increasing our awareness, something we could let go of and something we could increase for the purpose of more self-love, more self-compassion. Any questions before we go to a breakout? All right, I am going to unmute everyone. And we'll go into a breakout here, 18 minutes, and I will call time. Here we go. I can't unmute you, Tracy. Okay, I'm unmuted there. Can you select your group? Oh, okay. Sorry, I haven't done this in a while. I'm zoning out. Yes, I can do that. See you soon. Okay.
I just want to quick tell you that Sandy remembered like a really important part, which was before I did something, I would ask myself, what do I really want? Before I ate the Oreo, I would ask myself, what, what do you really want now? So I just appreciate Sandy so much for remembering that. And yes, thank you. That is, I remember you saying that too. And um, yeah, I think that's a great tip for all of us. What do I really desire? So it, it goes back to the questions that we were asking a few weeks ago. Uh, I want this. I li I'd like that. The deep desire of my heart is really breaking it down so that we're choosing what we truly, truly would like. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Deb. Anything else? Laurel. One of the things that we talked about was how we can get so caught up in reading or listening to spiritual things that we are fooling ourselves that we're doing something spiritual. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I know for me, what I want to do more of is listen to spirit. That's, that's what's going to make a difference in my life. Yes. Anything. Yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Laurel. Scott. Hi. Um, sorry, I was working with my spiritual counselor. That's why I joined the um, class late. Um, what I um, want to let go of is uh, the loser and the, the victim. And that, that all came up in my face uh, doing the, the five-day um, challenge because without doing, letting go of the addictions, I was looking at, you know, the causes and what was really going. So I did work with, um, God told me to, um, cause I started doing my addiction because I couldn't deal with all the things that were past childhood traumas coming up. It was too much. So I did, God told me to stop and I, I did a, um, a wonderful session with Angela, um, and letting go of a really deep childhood wound. And it was beautiful. And, um, so anyway, so it's really letting go of the belief that I'm a loser and a victim. And by doing the deep work, I feel I'm making a shift. And what I'm working on is bringing a sense of mission. This whole job search thing has really made me look at, you know, what's my purpose for being here? And that's increased my self self worth, really, of, you know, it's not working for someone else and um, it's more working for God. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's wonderful. I feel yeah. that. That's a breakthrough. Yes. Yes. I mean, I, I got a note from my superintendent saying I'm definitely fired, but I don't feel as, um, well, Saturday I did, but now I don't feel so, like, scared about anything. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Healing is happening. Yes. I feel you're going to have a, you're going to step into a, a great new position. 
I was just offered an assistant position, like only for 26,000 at a school. And I have to really pray, like, is this what I want? And, um, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough decision for me. Mm. Well, we're praying with you, Scott. Okay, thank you. Yes. Anybody else? Jeannie? Um, well, like Scott, I want to give up a belief I have. Um, only the belief is that um, I'm the abuser or I'm the attacker, the bully or whatever, that, that, that my anger, I want, that I can't control my anger. Mm. It's bigger than me. So I'm... Um, I'm let, I want to let go of that thought, that belief, and um, I want to uh, I want to look for what's right in every situation because I'm always looking for what's wrong, and that's what's pissing me off, right? And that's what's making me so angry, you know. <laughs> so um, yeah, the divine perfection and everything. Okay, I'm for that. Anybody else? Tracy. Yeah, um, I want to let go of isolating myself so much. I mean, it's not all the way, but when I feel under pressure, like I feel right now, a, a real long-standing pattern is I what I start cutting out is um, time with people. <laughs> You know, so I haven't been in class for quite a while, and you know, I, I, and I'm um, realizing I've had a belief that um, my spiritual practice that I really value the part that I do by myself, and I do love my spiritual practice. It's 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 wonderful for me, um, but I've been learning both at my um, center for spiritual living and then in this experience. Um, that there's a community spiritual practice that's so valuable and uh, especially in this community where we're really being you know guided by you um in in how we use our time in a very focused purposeful way and so so i'm i'm really just realizing this as we're doing this tonight you know this class is how painful that is when i take that away from myself um, and don't value that highly enough to keep it in the picture. Um, so it seems challenging to me, like, well, I've got so much to do and I'm not getting it, you know, but, but then I realized, but I get support. Like, this is like, this is the most meaningful kind of support I can get. And yes, my private spiritual practice is really good, but it's not enough. I need, I need the community. It helps me so much to hear what other people are learning and see how everybody's growing. And I see myself and others and, I see my siblings and others. I mean, it just helps me so much. So, um, so less of um, cutting out my important people when I'm under pressure and more of um, valuing really the spiritual practice of being in community with people who are on a spiritual path. Hmm. 
I, I, I miss you guys. I feel like I've been gone for a really long time. I know. It feels that way to me, too. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, well, thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's just we learn through contrast. Mm-hmm. We do, we do. Well, let us pray. Let us pray here. Deeply grateful, deeply thankful for the love of God that is shining forth in our hearts and minds to ourselves and to each other. So grateful and so thankful that we can let go of things that are less loving and we can choose to be more interested in things that are more loving. We are grateful to invoke the higher Holy Spirit self to walk with us and talk with us and guide us all the way to our awakening, our healing, our transformation. We're giving up any idea of guilt, any idea of self-judgment, self-manipulation, self-attack. We are truly grateful and thankful to be in self-acceptance, self-compassion, and even self-love. We're honoring where we are, and we are grateful and thankful that we naturally share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In deep gratitude, we allow the healing to be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm. Yes. I love you. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.